0: The Waddling and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com.
1: What are you doing? <laughs>
2: what the fuck? It's J.T. O'Sullivan. He's uh, great at what he does. The Bears aren't great at what they do. J.T. O'Sullivan... Uh, Had a uh, career in the National Football League. Right now he teaches you how to play quarterback. The quarterback school on Twitter. He does great work on his YouTube channel. We have talked a lot about him here in the last uh, couple of years and a lot this year. He has really gone deep into his film breakdown of the Bears. I want to say one of the preseason games he really... Uh, went into it. I think with Baygent first. I think there was some good stuff on Baygent in the preseason, and then in the opener, uh, there was a really great breakdown on Justin Fields, and then he gave us like basically a short film as Waddle called it. It was Oppenheimer two on uh, Justin Fields because it was ninety. It's ninety I, minutes. That's
3: what I'm. I cannot believe he can watch that for ninety minutes. I mean oh
2: wow it's incredible like and and it is not just like for football nerds because he really makes it entertaining as you just heard in that drop right there so without further ado let's bring him in jt o'sullivan joining the waddle and sylvie show waddle is out peggy kaczynski in for waddle jt joins us right now on the car x tire and auto hotline jt uh, welcome to espn 1000 how are you feeling today
1: Mark Peggy, man, thanks for the intro there. You got me excited. I might have to go back and rewatch it myself. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is. You're I gotta a glutton tell you, for
2: punishment, yeah. you're a glutton for punishment. It, 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 it is. You do great work. You keep it entertaining. Uh, we are big fans here. Uh, we wish you had better uh, film to break down. Um, first, before we get into the nuts and bolts of this stuff, have you found though that breaking down Bears film? And Fields' film gets you a lot of interaction with Bears fans, and that it's provided uh, your site a lot of traffic. Uh,
1: I mean, the short answer would be yes, but I I would say it's not just that simple. It's more. I I really liked Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State, and so kind of following the draft process and getting ready for that draft. uh, I really enjoyed his college film, and he was one of my favorite guys that class, and so no matter where he went, I was going to be interested. And then it just partnered up with such a, you know, awesome fan base and people who care and are interested in it. And then it just kind of uh, bubbled into, you know, the experience that is Justin Fields and the Chicago bears the last couple of years.
2: Now with what's happened in the last 24 hours or so with him going to the podium as a former quarterback yourself, um, talk him, talking about coaching, him talking about being robotic do you understand where he's coming from, and does he have a point?
1: Uh, I don't know if I understand where he's coming from. I mean, he's, he's in a pretty special, unique spot. Uh, I, I definitely think he has a point. Uh, I know that, you know, anecdotally, what I say about my own opportunity to play when I finally got an opportunity to play, the reason I got a chance to play for the 49ers and Mike Martz was our coordinator was because I knew the system really well. And if I could go back and do it again – it, I wouldn't be such a robot to the system. I would use my strengths in their system, in his system. And so I think Justin's essentially saying the same type of thing where he's got to, you know he's learning in real time. There's no no one to model the way for him on that franchise. And so you've got to find that sweet spot of what information is applicable, what can you use in game? What can, what do you want in your ear? What helps you? What doesn't help you? What slows you down? And so you know, he's essentially finding that out in real time in front of a microphone, which is probably not the easiest way to do it.
3: When Justin talked yesterday about the fact that he's got, you know, maybe too many voices in his head, he's he's thinking too much. Can you see it JT on film that he's trying to do too much that, you know, he his hesitations, not trusting his receivers? Can you see that he is got too much going on in his head and he can't pull that trigger?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think there there are certainly multiple plays if you dive deep into the all 22 where you can see His head is just kind of all over the place, going back and forth, not really settled. His eyes don't look synced up with where his feet are. And so it's just nothing seems in rhythm or natural or easy. And that's really a combination of of probably many things. It's probably too easy to say, I'm just getting too much information in my head. You know, and I'm not getting too many voices. It's got to be more of a streamlined plan. Uh, conviction in the players, you know, detail in the entire offensive unit, every unit within that offense elevating their play from offensive line, pass protection, run blocking unit, perimeter, tight end, backs, and Justin. And so it's, you know, that's the problem is when it when it goes sideways like it is right now, it's hard to pinpoint one thing. There's not one reason why it's all of these little variables that need to be tweaked and fixed to go in the right direction. JT O'Sullivan joining us. Uh, you could check him out at the
2: quarterback school. It's Waddle and Sylvie, and and Tom Waddle played uh, for the Bears in the NFL. Uh, he he often breaks it down this way, JT, where he says, "Look, you could cut the field in half. You can roll them out more. You can you can run more, but then you're kind of putting an artificial ceiling on Justin." Would you agree with that? And and what would you do as a solution right now, considering where Justin is, to get the best out of him?
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I don't love the idea of cutting the field in half. And, and they have done that already, in my opinion, uh, to a certain extent, really to the detriment. Not, and they haven't done it well schematically, in my opinion. Uh, I think that there are a number of things you can do. I think the first thing I would do is you have to be comfortable with him potentially getting hurt running the ball. You have to allow him to be him. Uh, I personally believe that he can flourish in a robust quarterback run system. It doesn't mean you have to run, you know, uh, military service academy option, but you can have a robust quarterback run game like many teams do in the league to take advantage of Justin's skill set and what he does when he runs the ball vertically on the field. And then I personally like moving the launch point to alleviate issues with the offensive line, uh, but also take shots down the field. Not You can't just throw screens and hitches. So you've got to be able to manufacture shots down the field. And right now they need to be shots that Justin's comfortable with. When you turn on the film and you see him turning down corners or turning down that scissors concept multiple times, and things look blurry. Let's find out exactly what he does, what he sees, what he wants to rip. If it's only deep ends, well, then let's find 10 different ways to do that. It's, it's really not that hard. And so you interweave a quarterback run game, change the launch point, uh, play action, you know, and then you can mix in some of that normal drop back that you see everybody else do. And I personally would mix in a lot more uh motion, fast motion. You know, their offense is so, their offense, I would consider for the vast majority of those guys, is slow. You know, I think of Justin as one of, if not the most dynamic guy on the field. And so... You have to create space different ways. You can do it with shifts, motions, and then I would even interweave tempo into what they do and go quick potentially and catch them, catch defenses off guard and simple and make their defense that we're seeing a little bit more simple.
3: How are you seeing his wide receivers? Are they helping him? Uh, You know, DJ Moore is a guy that the ball does not have to be thrown perfectly, and he seems to be able to get it and make something out of it. Darnell Mooney, I believe, is a good route runner. I could be wrong. Chase Claypool, I'm not quite sure. So what do you see from his wide receivers? Are they helping him?
0: Uh,
1: I mean, I don't know if I could answer, are they helping him? I, I, I can say that from the film of the small sample size that we've seen so far, they are. They do not appear to be on the same page either, as far as the details. The what I consider the details and nuance that goes into a, a high-level Sunday passing attack, meaning we're throwing with anticipation, we're throwing with precision. There's timing routes tethered into what we're trying to do in the drop back game. That is not on the film. And so, is that a combination of Justin not being asked to do that? Is that a combination of the staff saying in practice, "Hey, he can't do that. Can we not?" create space on the perimeter. Is it all of the above? I personally think uh, DJ Moore is a, is a very good receiver. The rest of that unit on the perimeter for me is probably overvalued for most people. I think many people thought that that group was significantly upgraded. I'm not convinced that that's the case. Now that's not an excuse. There are many people across the league that probably don't have elite tier one guys at every single position, but you're, I'm always looking for people that could consistently win one-on-one and create space. And I'm not sure that they have one, if not multiple, people who can do that. It's
2: funny, JT. We're talking to JT O'Sullivan, Waddle, and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. You, you're, you, at times on the film breakdown, you, you call Chase Claypool my guy because you're singling him out a few different times. Even though he caught his first touchdown pass finally for the Bears, even though he bounced back and caught a few passes for the Bears, I don't believe you thought he still had a good game against the Bucks.
1: I thought he had a much improved game. Uh, I, I think it's a I think it's a unique game. You know, I, I thought it was a great uh, route on that touchdown. That little burst nod post was really nice. I thought he had some really impressive blocks. But even his blocking in the run game, while he had a couple of what I would consider like pancakes or half cakes, it, it, does, it, it just looks like it's a little bit about him and the hit, you know, as opposed to going on to the next guy, helping your teammate up. You know, that type of thing that you see blocking on the perimeter consistently. And so if you're not going to be a burner, if you're not going to be a guy who can blow the top off a defense or create space all the time, you have to do everything else well. And up until this point, for in my opinion, for what they gave up to get him, that probably hasn't been the case.
3: In golf, we call it the yips, you know, when, when you just, you know, my husband has the yips when he putts and, and everyone that sees it, they're like, what in the world are you doing? You know, but it's just in his head. He just cannot have a fluid motion. Is, is it possible that a quarterback can have the yips when it comes to pulling the trigger and trusting that your receiver is going to be where he's supposed to be?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm sure that it is possible. I, you know, I don't know if we want Justin to like take all the change out of his left pocket and put it in his right pocket and put like a T behind his ear or anything like that. But I, I, I do think that there is a. I think that there's a way that you can get a quarterback into a rhythm. And again, another part that you know it's hard to decipher in the all 22 is when you don't get a lot of plays, it's also hard to do that. You know, so in the first half of that last game, it felt like they were never on the field. You know, and so. You have to get plays. You have to be intentionally get into a rhythm. You have to make the throws that you want to make. All of those things I think go hand in hand. But yeah, you know, you can absolutely feel like things are out of whack, or you know, the ball is not coming off your hand quite like it normally does. Things like that. You know, it's, it, that's part of playing the position and just being able to, you know, find your stroke and be able to get to it consistently because it's not going to be perfect. It never is. And really, I always think you know, if it's not great now, when the weather is good, usually. You know, it's got the potential to get real bad if it starts getting cold, starts getting windy, starts getting rainy, starts getting, you know, a little winter mix. None of that makes it easier to throw the ball.
2: JT O'Sullivan joining us. It's Waddle and Silvian ESPN 1000. Uh, So you mentioned when he first came out that you were a big fan of Justin Fields. Right now, that he's three years in, after watching a lot of his first couple of years in the National Football League. What do you believe Justin Fields is ultimately going to be in the National Football League?
1: Well, I mean, I think it's, you know, to be determined. I I, I really, I don't have an answer for you. I, I think that my feelings about him and what he potentially can be has not changed. In my opinion, he's a dynamic athlete, meaning he has as fast as anyone going downhill. He's also, in my opinion, got a really great arm and can spin it down the field. Now, you have to be able to pair what he does. Now, does he get the ball out of his hand really quickly? No. You know, does it look like he can, like, turn two? Like, you see some of these guys throw these quick screens at the line of scrimmage or, like, have all these crazy different arm angles. He's shown that he can do the arm angle thing. It just doesn't come out quick. For whatever reason, he holds the ball probably longer than I would like. And so you you have to kind of be able to, in real time, make the adjustments to what the league is doing to you. So for me, I would say, hey, man, you got to go out there. you got to let it loose. You got to go, if something doesn't look right, don't hang in the pocket. Don't be, you know, for using his language, don't be a robot. Go create, go get downhill, go get us some easy first down. So we get you into that rhythm to then be able to take a shot and drive the ball down the field. So you start feeling yourself a little bit and all those types of things. And then I think the energy, the vibe, everything changes. And I really think it can change quickly. I think, you know, when you're in it, like y'all are in it, uh, you know, and you're living it every single day, it can feel like it's overwhelming and drowning. Well, in reality, we're only two games in. Last year, it took them a while to get going. That's no excuse. In fact, that should probably you know, make things a little faster this time around to be able to make the changes and get this thing going in the right direction because he's already proven he can make the changes. Now we just need to do it again. But, JT,
2: if you were running this team and you had two first-round picks and both of them look now like they're going to be fairly high with Carolina and with the Bears off to the slow start, don't you have to probably make a decision on Justin Fairly Like, I, I know he's got this year, but th- he doesn't have much more than this year, right? For you to make the determination if you're going to be drafting one of these next quarterbacks quickly or, or stick with I mean, Justin?
1: I mean, that's every quarterback, really. I mean, that's, that's every quarterback in the league except a handful of guys. You know, I'll, I'll put it this way, for my, in my opinion. Anybody who has the ability to draft Caleb Williams, as long as he's going to go to the team, uh, is going to draft Caleb Williams. I mean, there are only a handful of teams in the league that would not insert Caleb Williams this Sunday. That he's that kind of talent, in my opinion. Everybody else, it's you know, we'll see. I, I think Justin still got a great runway to be able to prove himself, turn this thing around, show that he's a pros pro and can overcome some adversity and 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 write this thing really quickly.
3: I'm just curious what you thought of the quarterbacks coming out last year, of them, of the the three quarterbacks, four quarterbacks. who, who were you most excited about?
1: Uh, oh gosh, off the top of my head, I think I had him Bryce, CJ, and then Anthony Richardson, just how they went, I think. Uh, I, I really like Bryce Young. I, I think he's really fun to watch. I think CJ Stroud has probably had the best kind of early start. Both those guys have shown that they can play with anticipation, uh, look the part. You know, everybody's going to be nervous about Bryce Young's size. I think Anthony Richardson is dynamic. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys that they've got to find a way for him to be able to finish a game. Those types of things look like they're going to be a concern. But, man, he looks like he fits in on Sundays already. I think all three of those guys have been kind of pleasant surprises to uh, this early season. Tell
2: uh, all the listeners
1: out there how they could
2: uh, sign up for your YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, the YouTube channel is just kind of like the home hub. So if you're interested in just kind of like what I consider, you know, a little bit more in-depth deep dives on quarterback play, offensive football, uh, that's really what I try to do and just have fun with it. I really try to just create the environment of what it's like in an NFL quarterback room. So if you've ever wondered about, you know, what we talk about, how we study film, what, how we look at the game, it's really me just having a conversation with you as uh, you're not there, but you get to listen to me talk. Keep
2: dropping the F bombs too. I like that. I like that. You're unfiltered. That's we do a podcast called unhinged and, uh, that's how we go too. So keep bringing us that content, JT. It's great stuff.
1: Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for the support. You got it.
2: Thank you. We appreciate it. There's JT O'Sullivan doing good work on the quarterback school. He's really really good.
3: Yeah, it's really when you watch that channel, it is it truly is like you're in the classroom.
2: Yeah, and you you don't have to agree with everything, but he's very entertaining in the way he does it and he's got opinions and he, he's played the position and like the funniest part for me is when people say, "Well, what what is JT O'Sullivan? What did he ever accomplish in the league?" What did Luke Ketzee accomplish in the league? Right. What did Andy Reid accomplish in the league? What did Sean McVay accomplish in the league? Most
3: of the best coaches oh, right. sat on the end oh, of the right.
2: bench. Right. What did Junoko accomplish in the league? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Most of the coaches did not have uh, NFL uh, success. Right. Or, or even play in the NFL. So a, a lot of these guys who are the quarterback whispers or tutors, like, it, that's a dumb argument. It really is. Uh, Eric and Scottsdale, you're on with uh, Sylvie and Peggy. What's up, Eric?
1: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, I just wanted to make a quick note that um, the Bears really need to get this Justin Fields narrative under control. And I think your last guest kind of alluded to it with the uh, a veiled reference that you know, if the Bears decide that ultimately Fields isn't the guy and they want to move to Williams. Well, with this narrative continuing out there, why would Williams come here? Why would Mays come here? Why would Sanders kids come here? And so they really need to start thinking proactively, not just do they want field, but can they get the next guy because it's such a dumpster fire that any quarterback coming into the city is going to say, why would I go to play where quarterbacks die? I'll hang up and listen.
2: It, it, it's a great question. I heard other people bring that up. I was thinking about it. I still believe that if you could tackle this and become the guy in this town, you could become king in the endorsements and uh, the opportunity can be so great in this town; you 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 can own it all. Do you agree or disagree you, oh, with no, that?
3: yeah. Like I was telling you in a, in the pre show meeting, um, I I was talking to Jim McMahon yesterday on our podcast, and you know he's like, hey, I don't really watch. I don't watch the NFL. I do watch some every now and then. I keep in touch with my buddies like Andy Reid. I I keep in touch to see how these guys are doing, and you know he's like. I will tell you this, though. In Chicago, they run the ball, and you don't have to be a great passer. He goes, but I came out of a passing offense when I came to the NFL. And if you can find a way to be successful in Chicago, he said, you're king. They will treat you well, and it's the no better place to be. So, yes, of course, I do agree with you. But here's a thought. What if they think they might have the guy that they don't have to – Develop as much as they have had to strip down and develop Justin Fields. What if they already have that guy on the roster and Tyson Bajant? What if they see it in him and it's not a Caleb Williams opportunity next year, but they again use those picks to stock up and to get bigger and better on the defensive line? You know, what if, what if they don't draft? A quarterback
2: next well, year. Well, wait, if you have the number, if you have two top picks in the top five and you have a generational player like you're talking about in Caleb Williams, you're going to Caleb Williams. Well, they said that this year, too. Well, the Bryce Young is is small. Uh, well, and, and they like,
3: said about Jalen Carter. Oh, but he well, had Jay, issues. Yeah, he had big issues. Oh, well, guess what? Guess what? You can have issues on your football team that you were not prepared for. Well,
2: that's true too. That they are now understanding. The quarterback quarterback position, when there's a generational player like this, like it doesn't mean it's going to work, but in this town, like I just believe going back to his point, New York has two football teams, LA has two football teams. This is the town, the biggest town that has a single football team. You know what I mean? Like, even the lack of success, even with the dumpster fire, you believe in yourself. You believe you're going to be the first. And if you make it here, not New York, you can make it like and you could have it all here. You're going to be whoever, whoever is the quarterback to eventually be the star here will only be rivaled by Michael Jordan in this sports town's history. Yeah, I believe
3: it's true. It's true. Think about all the Cubs players, all the free agents who came and said that. They said, I wanted the opportunity to be the one right. that that won in Chicago, that finally won the Cubs a World Series. I wanted to be on that team. You know, that's a ballsy thing to say. like no, to say, they're yeah. all gone.
2: <laughs> now one's in yeah. Detroit, one's in Colorado, one's in New York, but one's in Philly. But are they not all still e- yes, beloved? Yes, of course. Yes. Except for Joe Maddon. Yeah. Which is a shame. It is. Will in Dallas, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Will? Will. Will. Will won't. won't. Very good, Peggy. <laughs> Bill in Tinley, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Bill? How you guys doing today? We're
0: good. Right, here's my only stat that I want you to think about. I want fields to work in the worst way. I mean, I really want it to work out. But you look at C.J. Stroud in his second game. Completes 30 out of 47 passes for 384 yards, two TDs, and no interceptions for a bad Houston Texans team. I would take one game like that out of Justin Field in the last two years. Wait a minute.
2: Wait a minute, Bill. Don't go. Wait a minute. Are you still there? I'm still here. I thought Ohio State quarterbacks couldn't play in the NFL. I didn't say that. I know, but a lot of guys who have called the show, some hosts in this town have said that. You telling me it is possible for an Ohio State quarterback to have success in the National Football League? Oh,
0: that's a pretty successful second game, if you ask me. Me too. On a lousy team. On a lousy team. I'm with you. And, that, and, and that's what really scares me about Fields. I mean, I watch, you know, J.T. Sullivan's stuff, I watch Tim Jenkins' stuff. And yeah, I just don't think Fields has the ability, the quick release, and the ability, the anticipation after two years. And, uh, boy, you could see it just with Tyson Bajan in the second preseason game. That 90-yard drive, that kid knew what the hell to do with the ball. I mean, it was just drop back and, you know, throw it. And that's Fields' biggest problem right now, and I don't know. I want him to be able to do it, but I just don't know if he can. And boy, you could see it with, you know, CJ Stroud. Uh, that was a hell of a second game he had on it with a bad team. Thanks for the call, Bell. They need the that NFL ready
2: quarterback. That's what I know. Uh, by the way, uh, Matt Nagy has weighed in on uh, oh, on issues. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt, Matt you want to oh. feel better, Bears fans? Matt Nagy is here to save the day. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is also a. Giving advice to, oh. to Fields, nice, yeah. nice.
3: That was that's nice of him. Get out, get out now. So
2: <laughs> the quarterback we should have had is giving Fields advice, and the failed former Bears coach is out here to save the day. It's all coming up next.
3: Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.
2: It's time to find the great on ESPN 1000. 100.3 HD2 and the ESPN Chicago app. Find the great presented by Great Clips. Love our friends at Great Clips, appreciate all their support. And uh Patrick Mahomes, you think he's great? We'll find him in Kansas City. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. I didn't mean, like, but Carmen has brought up a point, like, it's not like their offense has been great yet. No, not yet. But um, now they're healthy. Yeah, I mean Travis Kelsey is healthy. Um, they don't have a ton of great wide receivers. I don't know if they have a great go-to guys other than Kelsey at this point, um, but he did speak today. Patrick Mahomes, and as the Bears find try to find their Patrick Mahomes one day, I hope one day I'll get to see it. That's the last thing I've got in my sports life. I've said that often. I finally got it. Like uh, I never, I, I thought Peggy. There was a lot of years in my life where I thought I would never see the Cubs. Cubs got it. Cubs gave it to me. I got my championship for the Cubs. So I I got to see the Six Bulls championships, got to see the Bears Super Bowl. I'm old enough. Uh, I got to see the Blackhawks win three. Uh, Some would say you're asking for a lot.
3: uh, You're getting a little selfish.
2: Is it really to ask for one great quarterback of of my life? One? That's being selfish? The Sox won, the Cubs won, the Blackhawks won three. The the Bulls won six and and the Bears won one. I just want a quarter. That's it. That's one more sports bucket list to check is a great quarterback, a superstar quarterback that we could all unify and love. And one day that the show, everyone can just call and agree that this guy is great. No arguing that Mitch is great. Mitch sucks. Justin's great. Justin sucks. Jay's great. Jay sucks. Just everyone says this guy's great. We love him. He's awesome. Isn't that cool? Those are the shows I want to do.
3: Yeah, well, that seems so far away right now. Oh, I know, I know, so far
2: away. So Patrick Mahomes had some advice for. Uh,
0: oh, nice
2: <laughs> for Justin Fields. Yeah,
0: just trust trust your talent, trust your instincts. Uh, he's here for a reason. Um, he's made a lot of big plays happen in the NFL and, and in college, wherever he's been. So just trust in your instincts, um, and then go out there and be the player that you've always been. Just not against us, hopefully.
2: That was a pre-generic uh, uh, thing, wasn't it? That was like a that was copy sound bite. That was a copy and paste uh, endorsement, wasn't it? There was nothing personal.:
3: No, that, having that was to very do with Justin. Sound biteish. Like he knew that they were looking for like a 15-second soundbite to put into their story. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was where, where, whatever he's done, wherever he's been, there was, that was basically knowing nothing about
0: Justin.
3: Oh, you think that's what it was? Well,
2: what did he say that he...
0: Yeah, just trust trust your talent, trust your instincts. Uh, he's here for a reason. Um, he's made a lot of big plays happen in the NFL and in college, wherever he's been. So just trust in your instincts um, and then go out there and be the player that you've always been. Just not against us, hopefully. No, could have I been, think I think could he have been knew. Lawrence, no, it could have been. I think
3: he knew that that uh, like trust your instincts. You know, don't don't trust what Luke gets, is telling you to do. Just you know, if you feel like you you need to take off running, take off running. You know, I think he knew what was going on, but he didn't want to delve into too much of uh,
2: you know dangerous territory. You want uh, you want some word salad? Oh,
3: I would love some. Let me guess from the king of word salad. Yeah,
2: what do you think? Okay, so. This is on letting quarterbacks play freely. So the topic came up with uh, Nagy about playing freely. Because this is what Justin's been talking about. I can
3: only imagine. I mean, this, he was the king.
2: Yeah, so what do you think he says? You've covered many Matt Nagy press conferences. No, I
3: actually did not cover Matt Nagy. No, that was when I I took my short retirement. Um, But I would think he is going to, um, he's a good talent. He's got a lot of good talent around him. Uh, he's capable of doing a lot of things.
2: Jim tweets, and he says, Nagy is ki- the kind of neighbor you want. A nice Bears chat from Matt next door after work. That's as far as I'll go with him. So here's neighbor Matt weighing in
4: on Justin Fields. We live in this world of instant gratification right now. I'll start there. And, and so wherever we are, you see a lot of these young quarterbacks that come in that are forced to play and do well right away. You have the old stories of other quarterbacks five, 10, 15 years ago, even some more recently that have had some time to sit and get to see. These NFL defenses are so much different than college. And so you need to, you know, be able to adjust and adapt to the player um, and how they can grow. But you also got to be able to go through the highs and the lows together. and And so to your point, I mean, it's 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 in this league. It's not just Justin in Chicago. It's it's in this league in general. How do you do that? Navigate through that and, and staying together, staying positive, and going through that with Patrick as a rookie, letting him see Alex live in that, and then my experiences in Chicago um, with some with Mitchell, and you know, there's a lot to it. But yeah, I think staying together, being positive, um, but also understanding that instant gratification is real. So how do you get to that point?
2: Was he giving, and I told you so, that he should have sat the entire season and Andy Dalton should have played, and you guys rushed me to, into playing Justin Fields? Was he giving us a little of that? That sounds you like You should have listened it. to me. And, uh, Listen, you guys are expecting too much too soon from him.
3: This is why you sit, guys. And, and, yeah.
2: and we should have played the Patrick Mahomes playbook and just sat him a full year?
3: I think so. I think you're on to it. Yeah, he was totally justifying.
2: But he never sells. He always gives you salad. He never really tells no, you like, directly yeah, anything. Yeah, you got
3: to figure it out, like exactly what he's, what he's talking about. It's a lot of um, coach speak.
2: God, Matt Nagy. Oh, my God. Such gosh. a nice guy. You think? Not, oh, you didn't like him? I, I liked him. Nice guy. Really? Yeah, I, I saw him out a couple times. Nice to my kids. He, you know, he called me on draft day when I was well, diagnosed with nice. cancer. Of course. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that, that always okay. Like, okay. Then that has is, a special okay. place. Okay. okay. It was draft day, and, yeah. and he called me.
3: That's pretty amazing. Yeah. That
2: is pretty amazing. Then So he was a listener. I think Faber had something to do with it. Oh, okay. But still, the coach didn't have to do it. Right. And he, he it wasn't like a, a, a minute conversation, too. He talked to me for a good five minutes.
3: Yeah, but you do realize not many people are going to be jerks to you when your kids are around. I will say I had one instance with someone, and I'm not going to say who it is. Well, no, you
2: better.
5: to I cannot.
3: It. I absolutely cannot say who it is. Uh, Football-related. Okay. And we were at one of, I want to say it was like Charles Tillman's bowling um Bolathon thing or whatever it was, so what it was year a is this? fundraiser. This was probably 6 years ago. Yeah, I would say like 6 years ago, something like that. Um maybe eight, maybe 6 to 8 years ago. And uh he um it was someone that I was um he was on the outs with me, um not that no, I was on the I was on the outs with him, I guess I should say. But um It was all his, really, he felt it. Not as much that I did, because I just always felt like I was just doing my job. And um, I brought my son with to the bowling event. Mm -hmm. And um, as it turned out, we saw him when we were checking in. I said hello to him. I said hello to his wife, who is really lovely, very wonderful. And um, he kind of cold-shouldered me. And uh, then... We were in the same
2: alley together,
3: the same lane, the
2: same lane. Did you guys ignore each other then the whole time?
3: I know. I kept trying to make conversation and I introduced my son and, you know, he was nice enough to my son, just kind of said, you know, hello. Hello, young man. Nice to meet you. That kind of thing, and um, this was a
2: former Bears player.
3: I didn't say it was a former Bears player. No, I did current not say Bears that. player. I did not say that There's either. No one around. I so. did not. I did not say that either. Uh, but he he just wanted. He was more intent in letting me know that he was not going to give in and be nice just for the sake that my my son was there. It was you know. It was. I found it a little bit hubris, and my son caught on very quickly.
2: Like, wow, he doesn't like you, does he? I'm like, no. <laughs> When I saw Nagy and his wife at uh, Deer Path Inn, it was the beginning of the pandemic. And remember the beginning of the pandemic, and, and this was before it was like shelter in place. So yes. we, we, you could still, people were still going out. I was going yeah. out to the last minute. Last, I was going out to the very last minute. Um, but you like, remember when you didn't know, like you, you weren't supposed to shake people's hands then? Right. And so Nagy put out his hand for a shake. And I I gave him the fist. <laughs> it's quite awkward. Those were always the most awkward. You know? I'm like, hey, pandemic. How I go coach, the, pandemic.
3: How about when it was over? And then some people like go right in for the hug, and it's like, uh, 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 I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we're there yet if at the hug. If we're
2: at a huggable stage?
3: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That's pretty funny. The awkward fist pump I'm like I don't know if you He's got the open hand you you those, fist are pump dark. His those open hands are
2: dark days
3: Oh god dark days just think about all of that like just
2: 2 years that just felt like Ugh. wasted All right 3123323776 we've got Bears Weekly coming up at 6 still have time for your phone calls we'll get to all of them and uh did you hear what Steven A said about the Bears we'll play it for you coming up next Guys, I've been telling you about Window Nation for a while and right now is the best time to buy because the more you buy, the more you're going to save. You can beat the fall rush by calling them today at eight six six ninety 90 That six six ninety 90 866-90-NATION or check out all they have to offer on their website at windownation.com. Call my guy Alan Favada today. He is their sales manager, and he is going to guide you through the process. Best customer service around. He's going to tell you what you need and, more importantly, what you don't need. He's never going to upsell you. Right now, the more you buy, the more you're going to save up to 50%. Beat that fall, Rosh. And uh, also right now, no down payment and no interest payment for two full years. So it's a great time to buy. Window Nation is a family-owned business that has installed over 2 million windows. I've put new windows in my family room. That's the latest project we did before that. We did the kitchen and the master bedroom and the kids' room. We love our new windows. They work perfectly. The windows open all the time here in the fall. So call them today at 866-90NATION or check them out online at windownation.com and let them know that Sylvie sent you Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home, we're there with you making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. All right, uh, Stephen A., Wasn't a big fan of uh, everything coming out of uh, the Bears. I don't know if you saw this today, too. Jaquan Brisker, who certainly has been talking the talk here early in the season. Yeah. Uh, Jaquan Brisker, I guess, liked a message on Twitter that Stephen A. called the Bears this today. The Chicago Bears are trash. So, like, I think Daniel Greenberg put it out on, on Twitter that... Uh, and this is the full message. Let me tell you
4: something right now. The Chicago Bears are trash. Let's just call it what it is. They're not a good organization. OK, you really breaking it down. Look at me when I'm talking to you right now. He's
2: doing his you own thing. You sitting up there, notes. taking notes on the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Why don't you just call them the bad news bears? It's a, it's a damn shame they represent the city of Chicago. They stink. So Daniel Greenberg, who is a, an aggregator basically in Chicago, put that statement on Twitter. And I guess Jaquan Brisker liked it. Ooh. He was asked today, why would you like a, a quote like that? And he said it was basically like him saying that he, it was like a bookmark. He wanted to like it because he wanted to make sure like he had a receipt, I guess, where then he could throw go back a, to go it, go back to Stephen A and let all the people know. Just how wrong they were when they have this thing turned around. Okay. So again, like, wow. Jaquan Brisker was the guy again in the Green Bay game after they lost, who said we needed this.
3: Why don't you just download it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> just download it so that you know you see it, you have it. Wait,
2: so he said he wanted to bookmark it, or or, or, or like something like that. Where, where's the the? I had the quote in front of me a little bit earlier, or because you can literally bookmark tweets. <laughs> You can? Yeah. I- it even shows you now, I think, how many people bookmark your tweets. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I guess did you got to hit that. the thing on the right, and then there's a bookmark. i got to look for the, let me look uh, for the Brisker quote. But again, Brisker hasn't said, he's like, he was the anti-boo guy. He was the guy after they got beat by Green Bay who said they needed that. He also uh, was dehydrated after a half a quarter of football. He hasn't been off to the best yeah, start of the yeah. season, Jaquan Brisker. I like Jaquan Brisker. It hasn't been the best look for Brisker to start the season. He needs to just sort of settle into the season yep. and start playing good football. Yep. Here it is. Uh, it's from Nicholas Moreno. He said, bear safety Jaquan Brisker on why he liked this tweet. Uh, and it was the tweet of what I, I just played you. I just really love the noise, love everything about it. Just favorited that tweet just so I can remember exactly what they said. Stephen A. said, they're going to swallow their words pretty soon. So that's the reason. All right. Really, for me, it's to motivate me even more, even though I'm already motivated. But I love hearing noise like that.
3: All right. Not the, not the brightest way to do it, but all right. So he had, he had the intent was right. Okay. All right, here we go. I again, just stop talking and play good football, yeah, right? that's really what it has to come down to, like just put together four quarters, just four quarters healthy, good right.
2: football hydrate, right, yeah. Uh, this portion of Waddle and Sylvie brought to you by Steinhoffels. Check them out. There's one in Vernon Hills. The new store is in Harwood Heights. Check that one out. Carmen was telling me that he loves the store in Downers Grove. Everyone loves Steinhoffels. If you need something for the football season, a new couch, or something for the man cave, check it out. It's Steinhoffels. You're going to love them. You can check them out online at steinhoffels.com. Uh, who do you want to take, Peggy? You pick uh, a, a uh, let's, phone let, up. Let's go to Cicero. Luis. Hey, Luis. You're on with Sylvie and Peggy.
5: Hey, Sylvie. Hey, Peggy. How y'all doing? We're good. good. Yeah, so I kind of... My, my thoughts on when Justin spoke to the media was... I, I don't think he threw anybody under the bus. Um, you know, I'm a dancer, right? Uh, I, I don't know how, how familiar you guys are with dancing. Any, any of you guys got some rhythm?
2: No.
3: No.
5: no. Okay. So... I I learned dancing with bachata, right? It's Hispanic dancing style. Okay. And I was trying to learn a different style, like a salsa, which is like more of a a Puerto Rican style of dance, too. So when I was learning to do that, I had somebody trying to teach me, like, no, 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 you got to do this step before this step. And I'm like, okay. So I kept trying to do that, and I was stumbling. I looked like a rookie out there that had never danced a day in my life, two left feet, all that good stuff, right? So finally, when I was like, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to do it my own way. I kind of took my, the rhythm that I already had from like dancing bachata and stuff and incorporated it to kind of like in the back of my head. It's like, okay, this step goes with this. And then at that point, it transitioned from the one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, into actually feeling the flow, feeling the rhythm. And although sometimes I would look like I'm stepping to a, a bachata style instead of a cumbia style, or, or whatever that I'm trying to learn. Um, eventually, I transitioned into where it looked like I was dancing what I was supposed to be dancing. I like this but analogy. I, yeah, I like and, the and, analogy.
2: And, and then I get it. And Then you just started reacting. I, I, Again, I think both of us thought it was an overplayed story, yeah. too, in, in that regard. Totally. let's totally. Move on. Move on. Just play football. Uh, all right, uh, thank you uh, for the call, Luis, and uh, thank you, JTO Sullivan, our only guest we needed today. A lot of great callers. More Bears conversation with Thayer and Joniak Bears Weekly, always outstanding. Uh, Kevin, thank you for filling in today for Mallard, and uh, great work by Tyler Aki, as always, for Peggy. I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Thursday night.